Welcome to Two Girls in a Grape, where we learn about wine one bottle at a time. I'm Drea, and is it me, or has January been really damp? Just because it's raining now. It hasn't been raining. Oh, girl, I wasn't talking about the rain. Why are you looking at me like that? Dry dry January, damp January. We're not doing dry January, though. I know, because we damp. I'm just nothing. I'm just, it's just January. You know what? She's flooded. Jules is flooded. It's just January. It's flooded January. We're just January. continuing Avalanche the drinking. Avalanche January. We're just continuing whatever. the drinking. <laughs> Fucking middle of the ocean January. She's been lost at sea for like 18 years. I you don't know. You know what? I would love to be lost at sea. <laughs> it's fine. All right. Who are you? Put me on a put me on a dinghy and send me out with my wine. <laughs> I'm Jules. And right around this time of year is when I'm extra thankful for living in Southern California. I'm looking at you, Midwest and East Coast. Wow, she coming in hot this episode. Getting like winter storms and blizzards <laughs> and bullshit. We're just getting a little bit of rain. And I'll, 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 I'm okay with it. I like it. Wow, coming in hot to 2024. Yes. So even though it's a new year, it's the same old us. Same and bullshit. And classic two girls in a great fashion, we do not have our shit fully together. So... We have taken most of January off to refresh, recoup, drink wine, rejuvenate. Just look, let me handle not dry January. <laughs> no, to, to not be dry this January. Uh, and we've been working on planning out some what we think is exciting content for you. But in the meantime, to get you started, we're kicking off the year with a little special non-vintage episode. In the wine world, non-vintage refers to wine that is blended from multiple vintages or harvest years to achieve a consistent style and taste across time and production. These wines are typically more accessible to consumers and can be a great and dependable crowd pleaser. Just like us! So, <laughs> same two girls in a great fun, but packaged to give you some quick fun wine info and keep your taste buds busy while we're working on our next episode so this non-vintage topic is wine trends for 2024 oh boy good stuff so after some exhaustive research on the interwebs tiktok we i'm too old for fucking tiktok TikTok on the tiktok (laughs) oh that's a good episode coming at you now i I'm on TikTok. Are you on TikTok? I'm not on TikTok. Yeah, we're, we old girl. We don't do the TikTok. It's the TikTok. Just like it's the interwebs. The uh, interwebs. The interwebs. Anywho, the files are in the computer. They're in the cloud. <laughs> oh, can you imagine now <laughs> with the rain? Lucille <laughs> could not handle it. Uh, but. Despite all of our lack of knowledge with some things, we have managed to identify the top four trends coming to the wine world in 2024. So let's hit it. You heard it here first, folks. Trend number one, and Jules is really going to love this one. Low and no ABV alcohol by volume wines are here to stay. Listen, we tried that. It was not good. Just fucking don't. Just drink water. Just drink juice. Just drink soda. Like, just fucking stop. Drink your juice, Shelby. Literally. (laughs) So between wine trends like dry January and sober October and the rising cost of a night out, mindful drinking, as they're calling it, has become a trend that is on track to become even more popular in 2024. Okay, time out. Real quick. She got a lot to say, everyone. 
the rising costs of a night out. Got it. But have you seen the cost of the fucking mocktails oh, yeah. on menus and it's shit? It's like the like, same price. It's the price. same fucking price because they're like, it's a craft mocktail. Well, I think too- we made all the syrups and tonics. And I'm like, but there's no fucking alcohol in it. Like, why does it cost $16? But I think even the cocktail industry is taking a hit because people are just not going out as much. Like, I can to stop charging $20 for a cocktail that you can finish in two sips. Literally. <laughs> So more and more low and no ABV wines are coming to market and to restaurants and wine bars. Um, they're all they're really taking note due to consumer demand. And I've noticed even at a couple of the wine bars I go to, um, there is a no and low ABV section now. And so like one of our favorite local haunts, Clo Wine, they have a little non-alcoholic section in the back. Um, they specialize in some low ABV natural wines. Uh, same with our friends Vino Carta here in downtown San Diego. Also, almost any it restaurant you hit up these days, as Jules just lovingly mentioned, has a mock craft mocktail menu, right? The um, eye rolling from, <laughs> from Jules' side of the table They're literally going to get stuck really in her head. Hard. <laughs> so, um, if you are interested in pairing back a little, being more mindful about your drinking, that trend's for you. You are going to like the next trend, though, so why don't you tell us about that one? Okay. The next trend is everyday bubbles, which, yes, I mean... Why not? Literally complete opposite of what we just went over, but sure, sure. Yes. So 2024, we'll see a bubble boom or a bubble burst. Bubble burst? Bubble boom? boom. I don't know. Boom. Yeah. Burst is when it like goes in the shitter. Well. In the okay. tank? In the tank. In the tank In method. the tank. <laughs> in the wine tank. Uh, an increased interest and demand for sparkling wines will have drinkers exploring options outside the expected. So think of Spain. South Africa and England, which I, I knew you'd like that one. That's right. That's see right. our see our, our English bubbles episode. Chapel Downs. It wasn't great. It wasn't horrible. It wasn't horrible, but like that's not what I'm gonna buy. Anywho, so in addition, bubbles is gaining popularity as a wine for drinking beyond a special occasion and as a food friendly option. So yes, I am hundred percent on board with this trend. I actually may have started this trend many years ago. I love to open a <laughs> Like, Drea got here today, and I was like, oh, do you want to drink something? And in the back of my mind, I was like, I've got a bottle of that Gruet from New Mexico in the fridge. I was like, I'll open that up. It's a good one, a yeah. Couple bottle, yeah. Couple bottles. Couple, yeah. Couple I of told glasses. You, I told you it have been damp around here. Couple of glasses. <laughs> we are clearly not participating in the first trend. <laughs> we are not. Okay, what's the next trend? So the next one, and I think you're going to be on the fence about this one, too, is white wines are finally going to get their due. So the market for premium white wines is on the rise with consumers no longer holding the attitude that serious wine drinkers only drink reds or that there can't be any quote unquote serious or elevated or fine wine. So there are whites. Um, this year we'll have consumers and businesses exploring new options in the white wine market. So look for options from France, Croatia and New Zealand to be hits on wine lists popping up near you. I'm okay with this trend. I have no problem with this. Okay. Yeah. All right. I mean, I may not get on board with it, but like, yeah, I'm okay with it. Especially some fun wines from like different countries like Croatia. Yeah, I'm into it. I mean, I did find a sparkling wine from Brazil that you have been 
very on the fence about. Yeah, I don't know about that. We're going to do it. Okay, well, we'll try it. We'll see. Oh, we should do that for a Mardi Gras episode. Oh, yeah. Yeah. All right, and what is our last and number four trend? So this is one that we uh, are, you know, pretty, like, energetic about. We're pretty enthusiastic about, right? So it's responsible viticulture. So a lot of the wines that we try to feature on the podcast are organic and responsibly made. Um, So things like carbon footprint, sustainable farming, and biodynamic production are all buzzwords that will dominate the wine world in 2024. With the proliferation of natural wines and a rise in awareness about the realities of climate change and its direct impact on the wine industry, climate change ain't real fake news. Fucking people. Anywho. (laughs) More and more producers and consumers are concerned about the relationship between what's in the glass and its environmental impact. So I feel like that's something that has been kind of, tr- it's been trending upwards anyway yeah, in absolutely. this industry. And I think consumers are becoming just more aware of that in general in their food production. Yeah. And I think too, after the massive fire several years ago in California that hit wine country hard... It's not just the small producers who are invested in this type of work, right? Now it's, you're really having heavy hitters who took a hard look at what environmental conditions are doing to the regions and to the grapes and to the vines. Um, I was actually just in Spain at the end of the last year and there are producers oh, that are, you? You I know, shocking, that <laughs> are ripping complete entire vineyards out to replant them and, you know, give the, the land a break. So I think you're going to see a lot more of this, even from your larger producers, which is great, and yeah. how it needs to be. So fan diddly tastic. We like that trend. We do like that trend. The only trend I don't like is the first one. The, oh. The low ABV. I just feel like that's kind of bullshit, you know? It's like, just whatever. Just don't fucking drink that. Anyway. Fair. Jules is usually a very supportive kind of person, but... Mm. That stuff is like that's that's a downward trend, you guys. <laughs> it's like, that's just that's, not happening. Jules' support is trending downward. Everybody. Yes, correct. correct. All right, so now let's talk about us for a hot minute. And what are some of our wine goals for twenty twenty four? What do you what do you want to what do you want to do with your wine time in twenty twenty four? I think with my wine time, I would like to actually take a little bit more seriously like understanding how to select a wine on one hand like drink what you like right Right. but on the other hand like say when you go to a restaurant and they hand you like the wine list and it's 50 pages long I have like my I kind of have one of everything (laughs) I'm like my go-to areas I'm like all right just fucking go to like Spain right go to Italy you know like just stick to kind of what you know um and i think sometimes i miss out on perhaps trying something interesting or special because i kind of don't want to like venture outside of my comfort zone when it comes to that stuff and in particular when you're out yes nice yes okay yeah i think that's a great goal and i think that that's also something that is very common right like those wine lists can be so daunting even if they're not 50 pages but if you're you just trying to get into wine or you're new to wine or, you know, you think you only like a certain wine and you're somewhere that has a different niche in their wine list, like it can 100% be a challenge. So I love that. Yeah. 
What about you? Uh, so I, I feel like I've been a little like wine stuck. I mean, listen, I, I like what I like and I, and I really love certain wines in certain regions, but I, I became this way because I was adventurous about what I'd like to drink. So my goal is to try at least wine from at least four new places this year. Um, and the other thing is I was actually doing research for a future episode and I realized I don't know very much at all about French wines and I really should. So I really want to expand my knowledge of French wines and French wine production this year too. Oh, well, maybe she'll have a trip to France instead of Spain this year. I mean, let's not get crazy, <gasps> oh, <okay>. but... <laughs> let's not go. Let's Although not I go will... overboard. One of my, like, dream um, vacations is I want to go to Bordeaux because there are these Airbnbs you can rent, and there are these little huts that are in the shape of owls. Oh, that's fun. Right? Yeah. Who the want to see an owl? I would. I feel like I'm, like, in fucking Winnie the Pooh, 100 Acre Woods. I would 100% be into I'm that. into it. All right, so with that, this is our non first non-vintage episode of 2024. If there are wine trends that you that are on your map or wine goals that you have for your own wine knowledge, hit us up on Instagram at two girls and a great pod. That's T W O Girls and a Great Pod. And make sure you follow, subscribe, like. Give us those five stars wherever you listen to podcasts. And until our next episode, cheers. Salute.